and welcome back to Wrestling Cheers right here on the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. And this is episode six of Wrestling Cheers, where we cover the wonderful world of AIW and other independent wrestling. But this is Wrestling Cheers, I almost forgot the tagline, where everybody knows your name and no, we did not lie to you. More on that shortly. But Wrestling Cheers. AIW, Cleveland, Ohio. We got a couple things to go through, but before we get into all that, you can, uh, if you want to know how to get a hold of us, you can email us, wrestlingcheers at gmail.com. Another thing that a lot of people do, you can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash wrestlingcheers. But the number one probably preferred way is to, well, go on Twitter, at wrestlingcheers. You can tweet us, follow us, and uh, we will give you all the information on mm, a lot of independent wrestling in the Northeast Ohio area, all the ones that we can attend, and most importantly, pretty much guaranteed every AIW show. Now, without any further ado, I am your host. I am Heavy Set, and I'm being joined by with Caden. Hello. You sound uh, you sound better. Yeah, I'm not in the hospital anymore. And I have a microphone, a professional one. It's professional-ish. Like I, would, I don't want to say it's like not professional, but like I think like with the microphone you have, uh, Snowball, it uh, it starts to differentiate from regular microphones to obviously what you have. This is good. This is like one of the better microphones when it comes to doing this stuff. And if we don't sound that good, I'm I'm going to be the first to apologize for it. Uh, I'm doing things a little bit different. This is I've been working on my setup for months and if you listen to anything that i've done since you know beginning of april it's been this like constant i'm fixing things i'm actually buying new uh some like things to add on and i just recently bought something that should fix a lot of my problems and this is the first time i have ever used it and i've made a lot of uh adjustments on the recording software so hopefully that's not as big of a problem as it's been (sighs) so crossing our fingers that this sounds good but by the time you hear it we'll already know so how we're not liars is uh we were talking i think it was i think it was on twitter we didn't actually put it on the show and i was thinking like let's do a live reaction show like right after the actual show let's talk about everything because it'll be fresh in our head and i'll like i'll be able to set everything up and like maybe we can get some people come in and all this kind of stuff well first thing was first was trying to find thorn john thorn and to figure out okay like can i can i do this because i wanted to do it before the show but he showed up late i think he showed up late no don't quote me on that one but i think the biggest thing was is it was a hot day they don't really have a backstage for these shows backstage is behind the building so like i couldn't have done it the way i initially wanted to so doing after the show seemed to be the best idea so by the time i did find him and get the okay to set up like i was in the middle of sound check for all the equipment like putting it all together and uh getting all the, the right chords and as literally probably like right before i get everything good the owner of the bar or the manager someone who's high up at the bar at tequila jacks turn, started turning on the music and there went my hopes of getting an interview with Josh Bishop. Although we're going to try to do Absolution. So, I mean, there, I'm also working on an interview with Gregory Iron that actually might be out. I think I'll release it probably the week after Absolution, I'm thinking. But I'm going to record it beforehand. So just trying to figure a lot of that stuff out. But, Caden, let's, uh, let's get into the, the tough part of the show. And within roughly the past 24 hours, 
we have received news, and by the time this gets released, it should be about a little over 24 hours, uh, that the news was released that Chandler Biggins has passed away. Uh, Chandler Biggins, co-owner of AIW, a band that a great a band that will be greatly missed. And the thing that I have to I want to start off saying, and Caden, we'll, we'll go back and forth from like our memories and then things we have to say about Biggins. But one of the biggest things is if it wasn't for Chandler Biggins, I wouldn't be doing this show. Now, before I even step foot into AIW, I knew what podcasting was. I was already podcasting and I was starting all that kind of stuff. I had been a part of one wrestling podcast and that was kind of like I, I wasn't hosting it. And then I ended up getting my own shows later on, like starting them. One about football that's still going on and another one, which was like a general discussion show of just a bunch of friends bullshitting. Well, those shows like are also still around, but at the same time, I was also working with some friends of mine from the UK who had their own independent show, like actually independent wrestling show. And it's partially because of them. I even got interested in independent wrestling in general. They are one of like a, a few other people that are responsible. And I started going to AIW and then the one part of the story goes, when I was doing the show, anything goes, I had Justin Labar on and we were talking about resolution five, I believe. And I, I worked out a surprise that Aaron McGuire slash Aaron Bauer would call in during the, the middle of the show. And we would have like a little banter back and forth between them. Then he would go and that would be that. Well, after we did all that, I think after I had seen, actually right before Resolution, I think I believe I got a text or a message from Aaron, and he was like, hey, you know, do you want to do an interview with Jock Sampson? And I'm like, You'll, yeah. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not really, like, I don't have a show. Like, I can have him, like, I can have him be a part of a segment of the show that I'm a part of. So that's what we did. And basically, it was a uh, point point break. We did that uh, preview for it. It went on the show. And then at actual point break, I was talking to Biggins about it. And there were, like, two notes that he had about it. One of them was because I, I used music behind everything, something I don't really do as much anymore, just intros, outros, and maybe st- random stuff in the middle. But nothing, not, like, underlaid music that a lot of people, that some people do. I can't say a lot of people. But um, another thing he says, like, I wish you had your own show. Or it was somewhere along those lines. I can't remember the exact words. But it basically put the thought in my mind of, you know, why don't I start my own show? At the time, the all my shows were on blog talk radio for anyone who knows about podcasts like you could do shows through there and you have a limit at that time at least of only uploading one per day and we legitimately had roughly seven shows on the network i couldn't fit anything in so i was like well i'm gonna have to do this on my own thus began the ohio indie report which was the name of the segment of my segment on that that show that i was on and that is you know anybody who knows you know that's what led to this show wrestling cheers when i basically hit the hit the reset button came up with a new name kept some of the same stuff and just you know started over so if it wasn't for chandler biggins i wouldn't be here today uh, what are some of your thoughts on everything Caden? in my five years of going to aiw or a little over five years now biggins was always literally the first person you'd see when you walk inside so i'd always talk with him as soon as i got to the venue about literally anything from past show upcoming one like that day i was doing health wise Literally anything. I'm not the best at remembering like stories or anything that's on me. Sorry, but he's just a good dude. It's the best way to put it. <laughs> I've often said that uh, I'm a Chandler Biggins guy. Now, I was never endorsed by Chandler Biggins, but he was between him and Thorne. He was the guy I gravitated towards the most. And if I ever needed anything with AIW, he's the guy that I went to. And he was he has always hooked hooked me up and. Words can never express how how much like some of those little gestures meant to me. Like when I went out to Philly last year for uh, House of Hardcore, and they had the the 
the convention, I happened to have like some extra money, and there was like there was a show right around that time. It might have been No Sleep Till Brooklyn that I wanted a copy of, and I asked Biggins, I'm like, how much for it? And I mean, it was a fairly recent show, and normally at that time, you know, they want full price for it. And he was like, oh, I think he might have been like five bucks or was or whatever it was. He just said a cheaper price, and I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, yeah, you're you know you're a good fan, you know, that's a good enough price for you. I'm like, okay. Like I didn't ask for it. He gave that to me, and. There was many times that I couldn't get tickets as soon as I wanted to, and I didn't want to lose my spot in the front row where we normally sit. I mean, now I've only done it once because I couldn't, well, actually couldn't uh, get my tickets soon enough. But for a, a good period of time, I'd be like, hey, can you like hold on to a front row for me and you know, I'll PayPal you later? And he'd be like, yeah, no problem. Then even recently with The Last Absolution, I wound up in another one of those circumstances but he couldn't make make room because i think there might have been a couple times he actually like added a front row seat but this was one of those times with absolution he's like there's nothing i can do i'm like i'm like listen if anything comes up let me know and he sent me a screenshot uh of a tweet from somebody who was getting rid of one of their tickets and like i contacted them immediately now biggins didn't have to he was gonna he already had some of my money because i think i paid for a general admission ticket just in case but you know he still you know he hooked me up and it was th- that kind of things that i always loved about him and um i'm i'm definitely gonna miss him and he, like, it's kind of like what you said you know he was like the first guy that you would see walking into aiw and it became something that you you were used to seeing and sometimes you you know you talk to him a little bit i mean nothing against pedro who's doing it right now but uh, biggins was a perfect guy for that and i'll i'll always miss him unfortunately i never got to get a to get a picture with him something i just never thought about and now i'm definitely regretting it any other thoughts on uh biggins caden just he's a just sodden like this it sucks yeah i mean we've retweeted a lot of tweets on uh at wrestling cheers from so many people sending out their thoughts about uh the situation and about biggins pass and have you got to see any of these uh, i do not believe i have uh i think the best one that i've seen so far i was really touching was kevin owens okay yes i have seen that one i mean there was a lot of wrestlers that that tweeted out about it and there was like a handful of people who i would see like promoters who i know really hadn't that much interaction with them like a lot of like like promoters here in ohio who you know they they're not in the territory they don't come to aw and biggins doesn't come to them but they know the name and they still had nothing but good things to say about them and that says something yeah um i think abso is gonna be might be emotional it will be i'm i'm expecting i mean i don't know whether i'm like out of line for this but i'm you know i'm expecting like the the bell salute and all that kind of stuff and you know there there could be somebody who does something like a tribute to him i don't i don't know what it would be off the top of my head but you know him passing pretty much right before absolution is going to be a big thing and uh especially with the company going forward it's going to be the rest of this year is going to be real rough for aiw just without him it's going to be a while before things get back to normal per se yeah like there's a part of me that like agrees with that but then there's another part that's like how much different everything going to be like right now i mean one thing we don't know what's going to happen after uh abso do do you know if there's any uh dates announced yet not announced but not announced but uh figured out i haven't heard anything only thing I've heard is an August show, and even that sounded didn't sound concrete. We'll so we might... see what happens after Absolution. Yeah, so we'll figure all that out, but I, th- I think that'll wrap up everything that we got to say.
say about Chandler Biggins. I mean, there's probably a lot more that we could get into, but uh, I think a lot of people have said their piece. I was I was gonna invite people to send in their thoughts and everything on Biggins, and like maybe even rec- record it via audio. Like every cell phone you can record audio with. If you just send it to me, I can post. I use uh, I could blah, fix everything in post production and make it sound really good and put it on the show. And I'd probably put this part of the episode would be put out next week so everybody could get stuff in. But I honestly decided against it. One of my biggest reasons why is I didn't want anybody to think I'm trying to like cash in on you know Bacon's passing and like trying to get like downloads or or anything out of it or attention. It's not. I don't want anybody to think that. And there might not be a lot of people that would think that, but the people there would be people that would think that is my biggest concern. That select like few group of just we don't need that i i figure they'll do something special on the card is going to change i don't know whether they'll come up with a special episode this week or they'll wait till this series of episodes are done from their last recording i'm not 100 sure but i'll leave that up to them and uh i'll I'll, i really thank biggins for for everything and when i posted something about you know biggins passing and uh, i had mentioned you know how he helped start this aaron uh bauer aaron mcguire uh passed along a little little note to me and uh, he commented and trying to stall for time as i pulled up really really quick because it kind of it kind of touched me because I'm the kind of person I'll be blatantly honest. Like I don't have a lot of like confidence in what I do. Like I don't I don't go around saying like the, what what I do is the best. But I'm always trying to improve at the same time to make it better than necessarily the best. I mean that's why I have the setup currently in front of me. But uh, Aaron he replied, I remember this. I was always pushing for us to do as many podcasts as we could. Ironically, podcasts became their thing. The interview came off really well. Jock was great and so were you. I spoke with Biggins and Thord following the release and we all agreed that you had a big league sounding voice and came across as very professional. He goes on with a couple more things, but I just want to get like, like that whole thing kind of touched me. Um, I know he would, he, from time to time, he would listen to the show and give me feedback, but I know he think at one point he told me it wasn't all the time, but sometimes if he had a chance, he would listen to it and, um, sad that he's not here today to listen to uh, a little bit better podcast. And I've, I've enjoyed the last year listening to what they were doing with the card is going to change. And even with the hardships that just that podcast itself went through and, you know, coming back the way they have, I, I love it. And I was actually, I just recently popped in by, uh, recommendation of a fellow AIW fan, the Chandler Biggins Origins episode. And uh, just hearing that episode to now, I mean, that episode was in February, and that's not that long after they start, brought the podcast back and started building it themselves and uh, give, give a hand to them. And it's it's going to suck, definitely, without hearing Biggins ever again. I do know that there was obviously those episodes that weren't ever released we might not ever hear them again, but uh, he was the show was great. He was great. He was a great person to to wrap everything up. Though on a side note, Weird World is a fucking nutcase, and I love. Or Weird World is the tag team. Yeah, why say Weird World? Both, both, both. Actually, okay, I'll save myself on this one. Both because I'm not 100 percent sure. Going back to the last episode that uh, that was released, I hear a lot of laughing in there, and it's like a high pitched laugh. I'm thinking that might be Weird Body. I'm not sure. I need confirmation from somebody who was there. Because of the people that were there, someone has to be the one that laughs that high-pitched laugh. It's either uh, Worldwide, Weird Body, Dr. Dan, Brian Carson, Steve Guy, John Thorne. Hmm. So, someone confirm who it was. <laughs> 
I'm thinking it was uh, Weird Body. And if that case, I thought that was funny too. But uh, I'd love to hear Weird Body. I mean, weird worldwide. There we go. Um, I would like to hear Worldwide with his own podcast. Doesn't even have to be a wrestling. Just put a microphone in front of him. Just let him talk. Hit record for an hour and let him go. Don't even have anybody else there. Let him go alone. I'm because a... you give him like a minute to talk and he'll just fill it in. Second to second, he'll like butter. Just fucking be so smooth. And uh, I, that's one thing I do I do love about him. Love to have him on here one day and I think someday we will get to that. But right now, I'm trying to get past the Josh Bishop interview. That's going to happen. As soon as we can get that working and actually happen, you know, sky's the limit after that. I think I'm I think I plan on working with a lot of the students and I think freaking worldwide is just he can carry the interview on his own. All I have to do is be smart enough to follow up with the right question. He definitely has stories and he loves talking. You need to make here. Talk. Tell stories. <laughs> I'll be back in like half an hour. We, uh, maybe even after one of these uh, shows, like we do, uh, if we can ever actually get a post-show recording done, like have him just drop in, it could be hilarious. But anyway, let's get to the the review. I mean, normally with some of these episodes we've done, you know, we, we go through a review and then we preview the next event. Well, with Absolution being the event that it is, I'm going to hold off on that for right now because obviously we don't have any matches announced. So, uh, Technically one. one. Two. Uh, I'm not going to say two. three, but yeah. Two, two and a half. I say two and a half because there's one that's been hinted at, the intense title match. It's half confirmed. Yeah. But we do have four apps. I mean, we have the, the title match that's announced, and we have the tag match that we will get into in this episode. But we are going over Night of the Creeps. That was Saturday, June 10th at Tequila Jacks in Menor on the Lake. It was a, it was a good day that day. Uh, I mean, it was hot. It's been, it's been hotter at Tequila Jacks, but I think weather-wise it wasn't too terrible. We did take a nice little trip to Giant Eagle while we were waiting, grab some stuff. I grabbed some more uh, English muffins, and then later on after the show I went back and bought the Hostess Cupcake Ice Cream. Oh, it's so good. Believe the hype. That's all I gotta say. But, alright, this show in general, uh, which match should we start with? Should we just run down the list from opening to main? Do you have that in front of you? Because I don't. I put up, I got up uh, your album from Facebook, like I used for the preview, and you're just gonna use that, but I do know, I think if I'm correct, we might have been used for... Actually, I don't know. I didn't... I was gonna say, I don't know if we were used for PW Ponderings or not. Sometimes we are, but if Dave Muscarella's there, sometimes Reese, and sometimes there's someone else there, I think, too, that they take their results over ours. Normally, they take ours. We have good results. Uh, yeah, any order. Whatever. Well, now, now I'm pulling up PW Ponderings and hoping... Crossing my fingers, hoping that this is on here. Well, as I'm gonna stall for time to ho- try to pull that up, we can talk about a match that. Well, we'll start with the top for this because it, it, it was a very big thing, and that was the main event. Something that s- surprised us, and that was the fact that it did. It you know it actually made evented. And the second thing is Candice LeRae was not there. We have not had any confirmation on what happened. I'm thinking, according to what I mean, what we found out today on social media with uh, Biggins passing, that Candace also had uh, a grandfather pass recently. And I don't know if it was as recently as a couple of days or as recently as a couple of weeks ago, which kind of makes sense. Candace isn't a person 
to no show. So if she couldn't show, it, it had to be some legit reason. So I'm thinking, you know, death in the family, and I don't know if couldn't get the information out because everybody that we had talked to said that like she's not there. We don't know. I mean, she isn't here. We don't know where she is. She just never got to the venue. That was literally what we kind of found out that day. Yeah, pretty much. So that was uh, one of the. I think I think that might have been the only no show that was there. A uh, little side note. Which actually, I can't find. I don't even think they have that on here. PW Pondering. Shame on you. We worked hard. Anyway, but one of the biggest things about this this venue, this is the fourth show here? Um, give me a second. Fifth. Fifth? I'm going to double okay. check that, but yeah, I believe it is five. Because uh, this is the first show that have a had a really big change in the setup. And uh, as a fan, I, I, I like this change. And that is, I think it was, I think part of it was which I think they got a bigger stage than what they had had before. Because I don't think that's something the AIW brought. But they took the ring and they put it up against this stage and it was pretty much level. So we were right by the the ring. I mean, granted, there was enough room for the wrestlers to to get on this stage and walk on if they wanted. But we were still like really close. And uh, within like two feet? Within a couple feet, yeah. And then if you were watching, if you're watching on the DVD or if you're planning on watching on the DVD, basically. I believe we are right on the right side of your screen. And they did change a hard cam. That was another big thing that, that they changed. And I'm curious to how this will this comes off on DVD. But I think that was a, it was a much needed change. I like the bigger stage so that like so we can actually have a crowd up there and kind of feel cool like sitting that high up. We you felt think? important. <laughs> we did. I mean, me, me, you, and a couple other people. Like after we got in, we kind of like ran to those seats. We're like, all right, we want these. We were like, all right, how do we get to the stage? Over there? Okay. It was like, uh, it reminded me of when we went to NXT and we got in. It was like, all right, rush to the front row, try to get, get your seats. We basically just almost pushed people out of the way at NXT. It was bad. Yeah. Um. All right. Since I don't have the lineup in front of us, let's start. Mm, a lot of good matches here. Let's start with Dedication Personified versus the PM Experience. One of three tag matches that was on this show. Yes, it was. Your favorite of the three tag matches. Yeah, no, no, I really enjoyed the Young Studs versus Jelly the Fuckets. That was also very good. Interesting finish. But... This, a lot of these being over uh, uh, a week and a half, a lot of, I'm blanking on a lot of details of the match. Um, what really stood out to you to on this match that you can well, remember? It was uh, more like a comedy match, which was nice. Very fun match, because usually matter shows aren't as, like, comedy. They're more just serious, hey, half wrestling. Mm-hmm. So it was nice throwing a comedy match on the card. I definitely want to see more from uh, the PM experience in AIW, especially as a tag team, because they do give off a very, I don't want to say comedy wrestling vibe, but they, they can be very, very funny. I think we've seen that with Philly Collin. Um his whole time in AEW. And that's one thing I really do love about him. Seeing him back soon. Never know. I mean, this is what their, uh, we've talked before, the third show? Fourth. Or fourth. Counting back to the future, though. Yeah, so, uh, uh, Dedication Personified won this one. You were happy about this. I was. I was elated. Very, very ecstatic. H- how did you feel about that? I was okay with it. Not gonna be mad. I like everyone. Oh, and, uh, because I pulled up the, our tweets from the show, we had, uh, added match uh, uh a match that wasn't announced twan tucker versus the returning derek direction who was a face this time which is really weird for any of you that know derek fun opener why, why is a heel everywhere else? he's a heel legitimately everywhere 
I've only other place I've seen him was OCW. No, I've seen him OCW, and I technically seen him a part of the uh, DBI last year. He's always a heel. I mean, I think with uh, AIW, sometimes you have to do that switch. Like if you're you're a face everywhere, you should probably be a heel in AIW and vice versa. Like let's, I mean, if we really think about it, Gregory Iron, this guy was face everywhere, and who was the first place to really give him a shot at being a heel? CIW. Was sometimes you gotta sometimes you gotta twist it. And look how far the heel gimmicks come with Greg. That's something I plan on talking with him about when it comes to everything. Because we were, I mean, we were originally planning on doing it Jaylet weekend. The Jaylet tournament was the five year anniversary of the turn. Really? That was when the if it finally happened because at uh, at Gauntlet that year he got I feel like he got thrown out fairly quick and. The next show was Jaylet lost. No, next show was not Jaylet. The next show was Jaylet. The next uh, next show he was at though, I think was Jaylet. I don't think he was at the uh, rap show. I'd have to look it up. I will go to the website. Hold on. <laughs> but the, the the big thing I know after that though was um, Jaylet and losing the way he did and cutting a promo. And some of us who are longtime fans think part of like some of the stuff he he said was a dig at a at a AIW fan and like it was. Still, like it was shocked, but it was still shocking to hear Gregory Iron say some of the stuff he was coming from a guy that was always a face. Yeah, I mean at the time Prime Wrestling was running, yeah, somewhat running. I think it was like roughly the beginning of Prime, quote unquote, that era. You know, he, you know, he's he was the handicap hero everywhere. This was not that long, maybe a little under a year after being endorsed by CM Punk. Really? Yeah, that was 2011. Because I started showing up at the end of 2011, and then the turn happened in 2012. So you're talking less than a year. And now I've even heard Greg say that he's a heel a lot of other places. It's just carried over. Mm -hmm. Like the Iron Curtain has or has had so many different divisions it's like not even funny like i even heard he was booked somewhere and they were just kind of like we want you to come in and do your own iron curtain but we have the people we want you to over if that's the right word to use yeah but uh pulling the results to this one we had uh derek direction one his first aiw victory a one and one record that's a good one and if we continue to go in order counting we just went over the tag team match which was the second match on the card dominic greeny versus myron reed this match was very good scary thing is reed's only 20 for anyone that's been following him he's 20 years old yeah like i know he's been uh i know he's like i, said, I think we said in the pre uh, preview show i know he, he's done rockstar because it was right around that time that he did uh the tournament of flight thing and they had a big moment and everything with air fox that was on the internet for a little bit um Myron Reed was definitely very impressive, and ironically enough, after we recorded the episode, I think it was like later, oh, might have been later that night or the next day, they announced, I forget what promotion is doing Myron Reed versus Michael Elgin. Again, that's, it's just a good match. Gotta book it everywhere. Dom did win this match, but hopefully we see Myron Reed in uh, AW again. Absolution. Are you privy to information? No, I'm just hoping. Yeah. I know nothing about Absolution besides what's gotten announced. Which we could talk about that here in a few. Nice little intermission talk. Um, up next, we had Facade versus Alex Daniels for the AAW Intense Championship. And I think one of the big uh, standouts, obviously, this was the first match without anybody from No Strings Attached. But you had Alex Daniels attack Facade during his entrance and continued to brawl around the bar before getting it 
actually started in the ring. With a Canadian destroyer. With a Canadian destroyer, that is very true. Technically, bell rang, Canadian destroyer. That's how the match officially started. Great. And we did end up seeing Alex Daniels retain his intense championship, which goes into what we could possibly see at Absolution. What has been hinted at is Alex Daniels versus Joey Janela. And we did have confirmation that Alex Daniels will be the longest reigning intense champion of all time. Longest reigning champion only behind Allison K. But... Is that the best way to put it? I mean, yeah, but I, f- I feel like, oh, God, she had that title forever. It was close to two years. Yep. Speaking of titles, this was a big one. Uh, the tag team we mentioned earlier, uh, Weird World. So many W's, I was trying to figure out which frickin' one to go. Weird World versus Two Infinity and Beyond for the AEW Tag Team Championship. The Swerve of the Night was the moment that um, Weird World won, but it just started because Colin Delaney's foot was on the ropes. And if I'm familiar with this one, that was put there after the belt, correct? No, I think it was like right at two. Okay. It was put. Yeah, it's been like a week and a half, so my mind's not exactly remembering stuff very well. That's why I pulled pulled the results up. But it was a it, it was a very big swerve, and um, a lot of people were happy or that we thought that we were going to see Weird World win the tag team champions. Maybe we would see it go just a little bit longer, like have them hold it till Absolution, then maybe lose it. But no, <sighs> sad to report that the streak is over and. Caden's favorite tag team is still your tag team champion. Via shenanigans. Via shenanigans. Like usual. Gotta cheat to win. At at this point, we did happen to go to intermission. And that leads us to uh, talk about the only thing that's been properly announced for Apso. The only person properly announced for Apso besides the matches that we did mention earlier. And that is we will see Arn Anderson. My God. I I personally rank this up with um, Scott Hall and Booker T. Like, people that when AIW brings in, it's like, oh my god, like, as soon as we walk in the door, I'm heading towards that line. Just throw your stuff on the chair and run over there. That's pretty much what, what the, the plan for, for the night is uh, when getting in. And I'm curious where this is going to rank with the... The meet and greet level of the for those who have never been to an AIW show, there's the the featured meet and greet. Like you have your regular merch table set up, you know, all around parts of the the gym. But then there's always special meet and greets that are saved for the aisle way, and you have a handler who's going to handle the money for the particular wrestler. Now this is you've seen wrestlers who their first appearance is featured, and then every time after that they're just like a regular wrestler, and then you see ones who actually we've had one opposite who's normally on the side before one show was the feature and that was obviously johnny which might be one of the longest lines ever it went around the building because a lot of people just i mean we just want to say like one last goodbye get the special uh farewell uh event shirt from him so i remember that was definitely huge um but this is like one of those that the person's probably going to be here once and it's gonna be that featured like i was saying you know your scott halls your uh, vader was technically a feature uh mordecai was a feature booker t and now arn anderson i don't know if he's going to be involved in the show per se but this is this is kind of cool what are your what are your thoughts (laughs) this has to be like as you said one of if not the biggest name aiw's brought in it's crazy because 
you hear at all the Turner shows, they could not really afford to bring in too many names in that era. So just seeing them be able to bring in names like this now is amazing. Well, even the people that were names, they they just had a normal meet and greet table. Yeah, now like anyone that gets brought in is featured like over by the ramp. Or there was a brief period where the, uh, some were set up on the stage, like Mickey James and Samoa Joe. I remember it didn't last long. I think the funny thing with the Mickey James one, like the bigger feature at that show, I think was the Bucks. And the Bucks were just in the back with everyone else. Yeah. Probably making a killing. Yeah, because they're the young bucks. Oh, you said killing. Do you mean killing the business? <laughs> Back when I wasn't a fan of them, and I I got a picture with them because I could, and I rubbed that in some friends. So now I am a fan, and I'm happy to say when I went to WrestleMania, I even like I even said like I've hey I got a picture with you guys before. I wasn't really a fan to be honest, but like now I am. And I was actually told welcome to the club. You did probably hear that so much. I didn't like you guys two years ago, and now I do like you. Well, I, I, I openly admit, like, I really wasn't into much Japanese wrestling. I found that she's not even... I didn't really get to watch Ring of Honor at the time. Now it's it's much easier to catch. And then there's... Um, actually, now starting to watch New Japan. Though, I'm technically really far behind, but I need to watch... The, I'm going to just say fuck it, fast forward, and I'm watching the last show. Even though, only thing I hate about being a New Japan fan and trying to watch it like at my pace is literally within 24 hours of the main event, I'm going to get spoiled. Yeah, it's bad. So I already know the result of Omega vs. Okada 2, but I'm still going to eventually, hopefully this week or sometime soon, sit down and watch it. I still have yet to see it, so... Have it downloaded, haven't got a chance to yet, but I'm, on a personal note, was it, I, about a month or so ago, I started rewatching The Office, and it's one of my favorite shows, and I haven't got to watch some of it in a long time, so legitimately a lot of my free time has been turn on The Office and just watch it for a couple hours, but anyway. That works. Let's uh, move on to the student scramble match chase oliver versus malcolm Monroe the third versus gary the king baller versus trey lamar and i do want to publicly say this it is on twitter um correction from the last episode gary the king baller's hat does not have a golden state warriors logo on it i had people point this out to me and i looked at it again the logo that's on it is similar it does look similar but if you really look at it the detail is there and it's not a golden state warriors logo my apologies the two gary the king baller for that mistake i know he is better than told you knew it wasn't one it kind of looked like it looked like one though so i have to be cut a little bit a little bit of slack a little bit of credit just a little bit anyway speaking of which he won because he's blowing which I want to fast forward, or I'm going to skip the Josh Bishop versus Jonathan Wolf match just for a second. I want to talk about the Jolly Bill Fuckets versus the Young Studs, which was thrown out. I mean, we didn't really get into the the details of it on Twitter, uh, but the match was thrown out due to interference, which happened to be uh, some of the previous mentioned students. Uh, see if I'm correct. I mean, we had uh, Chase Oliver. Trey Lamar. Trey Lamar. Gary the King Baller. Is Malcolm Monroe in that? I don't think so. Josh Bishop. Josh Bishop was, though. And do we already say Twan Tucker? Yeah, I think Twan Tucker. So basically, three members of the scramble match plus... 
Quan plus Josh. And I, I need the video of this, uh, this this kind of this promo from Gary the King Baller. Who I mean, he's not much of a talker. I don't I don't get to watch the DVDs as much as you do. But like, has he had many like promos? He has. But this is the first time, I should say, he's been given a live mic and been able to talk. Was he the greatest? No. Yeah. Not really. Sorry, Gary, you're not. But the thing that I liked is he was handling, like, live comebacks from the fuckets and the young studs. And I think that, like, stuff like that is going to make, make him better at it. Because it's one thing to do a promo, you know, before or after a show and being able to do retakes. But you have one shot. And sometimes you're going to get people throwing shit at you, whether they be a fan or whether they be a wrestler. And I kind of like how he handled it. And I, I legit, I do, I want to see more of this. And I, I hope what, what we see in the, uh, this group, which I don't think they have, they don't have a name. There was they are a, just the students. There was a name that kept getting mentioned. And I think someone said like, after the show, like, is that like your name? And they're like, no, it's not the name. I can't remember this. But basically the, the angle, it, it kind of reminds you a little bit of the Nexus angle. And he, when they came out, like they started going for people i was like steve run and then eventually they did come over to see because i think they wanted the microphone and it's just like I hate, I hate that we're making such light of um justin roberts getting choked out <laughs> but uh, you know it, it was still funny thoroughly thoroughly and really enjoyed what they do and I, it's basically what the match that we will see at absolution is the team that i mentioned josh bishop tuan tucker chase oliver gary the king baller and trey lamar versus the fuckets the young studs and a mystery tag team partner we'll get into a lot of our thoughts on who we think it's going to be but um when it comes to the, the actual preview show especially when we might have m- more information any do you have any thoughts right now i think there was a couple that we talked about on who the mystery partner is yes this was one that was thrown out but this is probably not to be it josh prohibition like i think that's a good one but at the same time i feel like i kind of feel like donst and prohibition aren't done it's a weird one Sorry, Mike ended up getting muted there. It's a weird situation with that. We don't really know where they're going with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, last thing we seen was, you know, Josh Prohibition in a match. And he said, you're Tim Donch, you're Tim Donch, you're Tim Donch, you're Tim Donch. So I feel like we're going to see more with that. Uh, you'd figure it's not going to be someone young. We're not going to see PB Smooth in it or not. We're going to see other... Cowboy Bob Orton. Which, on a side note, since he wasn't at this show, huge shout out to PB Smooth for his WWE tryout. Hopefully, if I mean if WWE doesn't hire you now, hopefully this is the beginning of something good to come your way through them later on. Like just the start of something great. Uh, seeing him, seeing his pitcher, and that's kind of it was almost one of the main pitchers used when advertising. Not him one on one, but it was just like I think a group of like four people. So and also. Um, WWE fucked up your Twitter handle because it's at seven foot savage. Might be an underscore somewhere in there, but they have you listed as six eight. Uh oh. You're off by four inches. Can you can't what are we gonna do here? That. Anyway, all in, all in good fun. So that means you're closer to Frankie Flynn's level than you advertise. If if I were to pick the, the one person I wanted to be, it's not. So I, I don't want to. I don't even want to mention them. Oh, what if? What if it was Arn Anderson? Seriously, what if it was Arn Anderson? And he doesn't even have to get tagged in. That would be insane. 
Again, with his contract, though, I doubt it. Yeah, but he's a agent, right? I believe so. He has a different contract than most wrestlers. Similar to, like, you know, Lawler has a different contract than wrestlers. But I think his his might be, I don't know, he might be a little, even a little different than Anderson. So, we'll see, but, oh, God. I want to pick a name that's, like, shocking, but not too shocking. Not someone off of the list. We can't do that. No, no. Teddy Hart, maybe? No. We saw him once. He's not coming back. Possible. Um, I'll just say DJZ. It probably won't be. Yeah, he is wrestling again. Probably won't be him, but... Oh, he might be in another match. What if? It would definitely not happen. But, okay, imagine this. Skip Gage. Fucker, you took it! Because I was saying, imagine this. Like, the students come out. You know, they're all, you know, they're all sitting in the ring. Fuckets come out. Young sets come out. And then, like, all right, here's our tag team partner. And then, for whom the belt told hits. And it's just like, like, the look that the students could have on their face would be priceless. Like, oh, fuck. We're gonna die. We're gonna die. Chase Oliver's like, yep, it's happening. <laughs> it's gonna happen for real this time. <sighs> anyway, let's, um, let's move on. Uh, we only got, oh, we, oh, we didn't talk about uh, Josh Bishop versus Jonathan Wolf. It was basically oh, Wolf slipping off Bishop's family for most of the match, but it was cool. <laughs> Still fun and back and forth. It was. Is is Wolf a AIW student or is he from somewhere else? He is an IWA guy, I think. Okay. Or he's worked there, so I just immediately assume he's an IWA guy. He's still from Indiana, right? Indiana. Yes. Could be wrong. I would say his Twitter says he's from this place, but no, he's 18 years old? Fuck. Yeah, scary. Definitely want to see more from him, but... I, I, the only thing I can say about him is I just I just want to see more. Like, I don't love him, but I don't hate him. Like, give me more. I need to see more before I can really decide if I love him. Yeah, but he's he's definitely one of those guys that p- puts his body on the line and, and tries to impress. It's very, I mean, similar to the, the scramble match. I mean, that's what a lot of these guys have done. You know, you know Oliver, Garrison, Lamar, and Monroe. I mean, that, that match was very good. My scrambles have been killing it recently. Well, especially especially with the students because they're they're out there to impress us. Um, you know, Chase Oliver made his mark in AIW with almost dying. Um, almost the same thing with uh, Gary the King Baller. Was Malcolm Monroe the one that had the the spot, or who had the spot of the night where we, where it was just like, oh my god, like that was our are you okay? Did you just die? spot and they got right back up was it him or was it wolf no 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 it was uh it was reed oh yeah he flipped over and like landed on the apron yeah oh he popped right back up yeah that was one thing i was like oh my god is it no he's getting right back up oh he's good he's say okay and and josh bishop won that match and his family went nuts. His family went nuts. One of the biggest pops of the night, I'd say. But at, at this rate, they have showed up in numbers to two shows in a row. My hat is off to the Josh Bishop family. Because usually the family show up for the debut match and you never see them again. Yeah, or, or like only like a couple, you know, only like a regular small amount of people that show up like a couple. But this was like the whole family game. They're, they're very supportive and maybe that's something we'll talk about in my interview with them. Let's, let's see if they all show up at Absolution. I believe they will. Next up, we have what I thought was going to be the match of the night. Frankie Flynn versus Parker Pierce. This was a fun match. It was. This is Frankie's first match with the new character. I, I, I like seeing Frankie like this. I mean, I think he, he was a good, good guy. He was very cheesy. I think that was kind of the point. And he he, he at least has a legit background in all that, too. Um, he needed this. Yeah. 
like unfortunately, PP Smooth was not there, so we couldn't see more from that feud. I mean, there's you can catch a video on uh, AIW's Twitter where uh, Weird Body is with a thing of Smooth PB, not to be confused with PB Smooth, and you know Frankie Flynn walks by and knocks it down, just swipes it right off of the car, like the heel that he is. So in his second match since turning heel, we had uh, Frankie Flynn win. Good seeing him getting back on the winning track. Mm-hmm. And that leads us to the main event that we had mentioned, Shayna Baszler versus Candice LeRae, who was not there. And of course, it was kind of ironic that we had another Shayna Baszler match where one of the opponents didn't show up. At least this time, it wasn't her, which made me happy because I was able to give her the Stone Cold Broken Skull IPA, which when I tweeted out a picture of it, uh, and I'm like me and her with the bottle, and I asked if I can get an oh hell yeah. And I tagged Stone Cold in it. We got an oh hell yeah from Stone Cold. That's pretty awesome. Uh, my my exact reaction was boom. As soon as I seen it, but uh, but Shayna Baszler did you know issue an open challenge uh, for anyone who could accept and face her, and we got Angel Dust, which the only thing we can say is uh yeah Baszler won. I don't even think Angel Dust. Did she even dominate for any part of this match? No. So I thought it was Shayna Baszler. Shayna does want a rematch though. <laughs> so yeah. Shayna Baszler retains the AIW Women's Championship, the Absolute Women's Championship. The question is, is how long is this going to last? When will someone beat Baszler? Mia Yim, bring her back. Mae Young. Oh, my bad. <sighs> Terrible. No, you know what I'm referring to, right? Yeah. The Becky uh, Becky Lynch kind of hinted or accidentally said that Baszler's going to be in the... We don't give these things away on this podcast. This is an indie podcast. No WWE. We talked about WrestleMania. No, we didn't. Never happened. I mean, we're, we're talking about someone who is currently an independent wrestler who supposedly might be wrestling for WWE. Not saying she's signed, but what if what if Shayna, this is what I'd love to see, what if Shayna pulls a page move? Not talking about that. Put, take your minds out of the gutter. What I thought. What I'm talking about is um, everybody loved it when Paige won the NXT championship and then the women's championship and took it with her when she became the women's champion. And then obviously there was a tournament for to crown a new champion. Imagine this. What if Shayna just like nobody beat her? She managed She say she actually signs the WWE full time and she just returns the belt and it would leave it to if she ever returns. She has a rightful like claim on the championship. That's a good way of looking at it. I'd love to see that happen. I'm I'm hoping this goes as well as my James Ellsworth needs to walk up to the ladder, grab the briefcase down, and throw it to Carmella. And then what happens? James Ellsworth climbs up the ladder, grabs the briefcase, and throws it down to Carmella. I was like, oh my god, that's how exactly how I've been calling it. And a certain fan was not happy. There's a lot of fans that weren't happy. A certain fan that we know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And I call bullshit on bullshit. And people are, I mean, if you don't, I, my personal opinion, if you don't like it, you're stupid, but it's subjective, whatever. Anyway, that concludes our night of the Creeps review and also talking a little bit about the late Chandler Biggins. Um... Next up, we have, like I had mentioned, we have Absolution, which will feature the one and only Arn Anderson. And I hate it when I have stuff up, and then it goes away. Because then I have to stall for time, and kind of gets old. Anyway, 
Absolution 12, which will be Friday, July 21st, 2017, 7.30 bell time at, where else, Our Lady of Mount Carmel, 1355 West 70th Street, Cleveland, Ohio. Tickets are available at Shop AI Wrestling or shop.aiwrestling.com. Get it right. Come on. Yeah. Shop.aiwrestling.com. Or you can go to aiwrestling.com. And uh, unfortunately, all the front row tickets are sold out. Did you get your front row seat? I did. As did I. Front row seat. And uh, between now and when we do the preview episode for Absolution, I am planning on buying some, like, probably two tickets obviously it's going to be general mission because that's the only thing that's left and i'm going to find a way to randomly give them out here on this show but you obviously have to listen and listen to the next episode because there that is where i will announce how currently I, I i don't know how but it's something it's something i have fun doing and i know i think it's something that i biggins like that i i would do from time to time because granted that brings someone else in i always tried to do it to i wanted someone new to come to aiw or someone who doesn't re- really come a lot like i don't want to do okay let's have a ticket giveaway and then i and the person that i always end up picking at random because i mean that's what i do i don't want it to be someone that i know and i want it, i want it to be someone I want, I want it to be fair but uh stay tuned for the next episode which ironically episode seven seven's my uh, favorite number so find a way to do that uh any final thoughts or last minute plugs caden at kvr216 on twitter youtube snapchat instagram whatever you follow me on or should be following me on and, of course, you can find myself at Heavyset330. You can find this show at Wrestling Cheers. Uh, please follow the Trending Topics Network, this network that we are on, on Twitter and Facebook, uh, Twitter at the TTNet. Uh, if you can do anything, head on over to where you download your podcast, and please uh, like us there or give us a review or a rating. Help, help with the network. I know a lot of people don't necessarily subscribe to the network because we put out a lot of shows, but uh, it, it greatly appreciated by us if you could at least do that little little thing even if you just give a five-star review and then that's it that's it's something i know we're on stitcher we're on i think we're on google play and i know we're on itunes so please do that um i think that pretty much wraps up everything for this um Went through all the plugs. If you if you want to email us, wrestlingcheers at gmail.com. Like I said, Facebook, Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers. That is pretty much everything. So thank you very much for listening to Wrestling Cheers right here on the brand new Trending Topics Network.com. This is Wrestling Cheers where everybody knows your name. This one's for you, Chandler Biggins. Mm-hmm.